beautiful people, and welcome to another exciting episode of Unleash Your Greatness. My name is Noah Crane, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topic, reinvention. How exciting, right? We are going to talk about reinventing ourselves and starting over. It will, I'll be honest with you, I've been there many times before where I had to reinvent myself. And I think the work never stops. As long as we're here, we have to keep reinventing ourselves in our life. And that can be scary, but also exhilarating and exciting at the same time. Why? Because when you get to reinvent yourself, you get to start something beautiful all over again. And that could be really cool. And that reminds me of a beautiful quote that I love. Just when the caterpillar thought it was over, she began to fly. Wow, I want you to fly. I want you to soar as high as you can. So let's do that together today. Our guest is an incredible human being who truly knows the meaning of soaring to the heavens from a professional point of view. We have author and speaker and resilience warrior coach Anne Shoshana Decker with us. Anne is a master at converting seemingly disastrous situations into monumental opportunities. Today, she's here with us to deliver a powerful wake-up call to show us how to make successful living doing what we truly love. I can't wait. So in a moment, we will have Anne here with us. We'll be right back. Welcome, everyone. I'd like to welcome you back and welcome to the show, Shoshana Ann Decker. Welcome. Thank you. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank Great. you for having me. It's so nice to have you. And I wanted to start just to let tell the audience a little bit about yourself um, so they get to know you and who you are. They get to connect to you. Connecting is good. So I am a, uh, a professional speaker. I'm an author and I'm a coach. And I guess today we're going to talk a little bit about my book and the journey, how, how I got there. So I wrote the book at the request of my clients and my students. So I, they, they said, you know, we've got to put this, this, your process, how you talk to us, what you teach us, put it into a book, put it into a guide. So that's how the book happened, and it happened last year. But I'll, I'll backtrack why and how and how I even got to that point, because if you would have asked me in a million, trillion, gazillion years if I would be sitting here with you with a book, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would have said that that was not part of my life plan. But, but isn't that how life works? But it was the plan. It was the plan. It was the bigger plan. It was the bigger picture. Yes. It was the bigger plan. One I did not know. But everything that went before, all of the, the pain and the suffering and the wake-up calls, um, because I know I, I hate to say this, people sometimes get upset, but intuitively they know that your pain is your superpower. Yes. Right? Absolutely, yes. It's what pushes you and mm -hmm. moves you, if, mm -hmm. if you can look at it that way. Many people look at it as a victim, right? Mm -hmm. This happened to me and I'm just gonna roll up into a ball and cry, woes me. While other people say, you know what? There, there's a reason for this challenge, mm -hmm. this wake up call in my life, and I'm gonna learn from it and I'm gonna use it for good. Yeah, and it's the lessons. It's the lessons that you learn. It's not about the pain, because if you focus on the pain, you just create more pain, right? But if you focus on the opportunity and the lessons that you learn from the pain, that's where your life really shifts. And I want to talk a about your book. Um, you're not here to be good. You're here to be better. Um, and then the subtitle underneath. The subtitle is How to Reclaim Hope, Purpose, and Fulfillment in a World Gone Crazy. Now, isn't that crazy? 
because when I published this last year, never in a million years my, published, my, my editor said to me, are you crazy with that subtitle? Mm -hmm. Are you nuts? What are you talking about? I just had this feeling, this knowing that we're living in a time right now where things aren't going to get better unless we make it better, unless we stand up collectively and take a stand for what is right and true. Now for each one of us, that is completely different because each one of us has our unique purpose and mission here. But if we're going to fall into the trap of materialism, if we're going to be enslaved by this whole consciousness of, I have to make more money, I need, I need fame, I need, I need to look good, I need to stand out, I need to be the best, then we're, we're going down the toilet. Yes, and I love um, all the lessons that you have learned and how much you get to teach us now and help us grow in our lives. And I'd love for you to share with us your spiritual journey and about your dad a little bit and why that, his own journey, how you observed your dad and how that made you become the person that you are today because we do learn from each other. We learn from each other. And, you know, I'm, the more and more I'm doing this work, the more and more I realize that we have a whole body of knowledge and wisdom that we learn from our, from our family of origin and from our experiences. But growing up, my dad, he, he was very impactful to me, but only now, years later, and he's also gone. He's, he's passed over 27 years now also. But the lesson I learned from him, it just resonates. And it keeps repeating over and over again. I have the chills even as a, I'm telling you this. Wow. Um, what happened is that he always wanted to be a vet. And he met my mother when she was 16 on New Year's Eve. And I was born New Year's Day. Wow. Isn't that funny? That's beautiful. So, and it was a blind date. Mm -hmm. wow. So when he got married, when he proposed to my mom, they were very young. And his dad said to him, listen, I have a business. He says, you can go into the business and support your family and get married. Or I can pay for you to go to vet school, but I'm not paying for both. So my father chose my mom. I'm okay, I'm happy I'm here. Thank you. But it's a pr he paid a price for that. And his whole life was a way to become and live that healer, that, that healer he was meant to be. So how did it manifest? Because we, we don't listen to the inner voice within. And you know, looking back, if you would have said to my dad at the, the ripe old age of 22 when he got married or 23, well, what is your little voice telling you? You know, the, 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 I call it the good guy and the bad guy voice. So the bad guy voice is saying, sure, go work, make money. And the good guy voice is really small and whispers and says, screaming at him, no, be a vet, be a healer. I'm going like this with the good guy and the bad guy because I'm going to age myself really well right now. Have you ever watched the Flintstones? Yes, absolutely. I do you remember the, yes. the little, the, yes. the white guy, the, the angel and the, the little devil, and, and screaming in their ears, do good, be good, um, share, care, do good for humanity, and the little devil going, no way. Do what you want, when you want, how you want, and who cares who you hurt? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, his little, his bad guy was going, yeah, yeah, take the job. You know, this is what everybody does. Get a job, have kids, have a life. This is what everybody does and you'll retire with a gold watch, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't turn out that way because there's this internal, no matter how much we try to shut mm -hmm. the voice of our soul mm -hmm. that wants us to live to our highest potential, mm -hmm. you can't.
People try. They, they try to fill that empty hole. And how did he fill it? He bought a horse when I was mm -hmm. two years old. Mm -hmm. And he boarded it well, about a 20 minute drive from the house. Mm -hmm. When I was three years old, he bought another horse. So now we have two horses boarded. Then the city started growing and the farmer sold the farm. And now where am I going to put the horses? Because it's like really not convenient because I'm going to have to drive an hour out of the city. And it's just, now it's getting complicated, right? The next thing you know, I'm eight years old and he buys a farm. Wow. Now you're taking like a middle class city family and you're moving them to a farm. I was established in my world. I was walking to school. I had my whole group of friends, whatever. And the day we moved, I ran away from home. I said, no way, I'm not going there. That's traumatic. It, well, you know, that little me that I said, no, you can't do that to me. But I, I'll never forget, it was like yesterday, he, he ran after me. God forbid, not in a bad way, but like mm -hmm. the moving truck is there. And he grabbed me by the ruff of my neck like I was a cat and picked me up and threw me in the van. And he says, you have, you have no choice, you have to go. And I'm like, wow, like that was such a moment of powerlessness for me. Now, fast forward, I'm married and my father is um, coming to visit me. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we moved back to the city when I was 16 because my mother wanted me to have a college education, etc. She didn't want me to live in dorms. And basically she told my dad, you lived your dream. It, it, we're done. Mm -hmm. It's not for the rest of the family. This is your dream. My father, again, couldn't contain that emptiness. He had to fill it. So what did he do? He bought a pet store. Wow. Still having to be with the animals. That pet store went bust. He lost his shirt. So he decides to come down and visit me to start all over. Maybe he's 52 and maybe he's going to start over. He's going to reinvent himself. Maybe this is going to be retirement. He left my mom at home to, to check out the lay of the land and he lived with me. Well, not more than a week into his stay with me, he drops dead in my house. And that's it. That was like, wow. You, you, you have to, like, I learned from that moment that you have to live your passion because, number one, you don't know when your, your, your time is over. He passed at 52. That's, an, that's very sad. It's, and I, I was in a bad marriage, and I said at that moment I made some major life changes and decisions. My pain became my power. And I said, I'm getting out of this marriage and whatever I do next in my life, because I was in a very successful design firm with my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. When we divorced, I got the kid, he got the business, and I was literally starting over from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I said, whatever I do, I'm going to do something that I love, something that makes an impact, something that touches my soul. Something that makes me feel alive, that gives me a purpose and a reason to get up in the morning. How did you know that that was important to you? How did your dad passing really awaken you? What was it about that? Were you frustrated all along? Or was it like a total wake-up call just when your dad died? No, I always, I always had, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. 
I knew I loved working with people and teaching, so I got my first teaching degree. I have a business degree. I have a sociology degree. Then I went back for a master's in education. So I was constantly being pushed towards talking, teaching, but I didn't know what that subject matter, what the, the button was going to be, like the hot spot, the niche. It was only after my dad passed that he that passing pushed me not only to go back to school, but also to start doing a spiritual discovery, a spiritual seeking. And that started a journey of 26 years where I studied and still to this day study Jewish spirituality, Kabbalah, uh, Jewish self-help, and everything that has to do based on the Old Testament, all the learnings and wisdom around monotheism. That became a passion of mine and filled my soul. There were answers to questions and the, the world, life had meaning. It, it had meaning, it had, there was a reason. So I continued that studying and that learning and people just started coming to me and gravitating because I was living what? I was living my authentic truth. I was in alignment mm -hmm. and you start you can see when a person has light inside yes or no absolutely and I was just gonna say that it's that when we shine bright like people are attracted to us energetically like I go to places and people just want to know what I'm doing they want to know who I am like it's just naturally they feel the energy yes and that's that is amazing because when we do our own work we really do pull that those people towards us the people that can support us on what we're up to you know that's one of the things that i share in my in my work is that the most important thing is to surround yourself with like-minded people because your consciousness and your level of positivity and certainty will fall to the lowest level of consciousness in the group yes because we are social animals we are people who feed off one another so I said at that moment, I am going to go on a quest and a journey to be with like-minded people. And why is it so important, you think, to live your purpose? People that are watching out there, why would you tell them? Why is it so important to uncover their purpose? And how can they start uncovering their purpose? You know, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If we don't live our life's purpose and then make an impact, mm -hmm. First of all, we're not living according to, I, I like Maslow's hierarchy of self-actualization. Of, of, uh, self so when you're at a place in your life where you've, you've pursued the money, you've done the relationship, you've done the kids, and there's still that deep, empty hole inside, that's when you know you're ready for the next level the next stage, right. that your life is never going to give you that long-lasting and enduring fulfillment unless you take yourself to that next level of self-actualization. And how do you do that? Like, what would be some advice you would give people to start getting to that point? Because obviously, everybody has their journey, but there's some probably things, some tools, right, as a coach that you could give your give people out there watching us that would help them start uncovering that purpose because they might be just frustrated and not knowing what their purpose is and Correct. how to even start, how to take the first step. What would you be your advice? So first of all, the first step is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. First of all is to acknowledge that deep empty hole within that's gnawing inside of you mm -hmm. and you know it's there because yes. it talks to you before you go to bed at night. Mm 
just before you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. You just know that it's there. So it's to spend time with yourself. That's why I love the time we find ourselves in, in right now with Corona because we're at a full stop. Yes. Because it's in the quiet and in the silence that you're going to be able to listen to that voice of the soul within that's screaming mm -hmm. to be acknowledged, to manifest itself, to express itself. But most people want to run away and hide and distract and medicate right. and, and all sorts of addictive behaviors. So now is the perfect time to do some self-reflection, self-awareness, mm -hmm. and, and ask yourself, what's next? To even begin and ask that question. Most people don't even want to ask that question. Yeah, that's a great question. And do you believe that journaling would be a way of, for them to start seeing what next? What are some things that you think, some tools that they You know, it's use? really funny. Some people love to write. Mm -hmm. Some people hate to write. Some people just like to talk. Mm -hmm. Second tip would be to really look at the people you're hanging around with. We mentioned this before. To start getting involved in organizations with people who are on that same wavelength that they're searching and they're seeking to yeah. get that support that you need. Yes. That's number two, it's imperative. So That's people say so now, in the Zoom world, how do we do it? Mm -hmm. Well, you go online, You're, you have the conscious co-op, right? Yes. This is, for, you go, you find ways to connect with people through Zoom, through online, Facebook, I don't care what it is, but you find a way and you start integrating and you start listening to a different way of learning and living. Yes. You open up your box. Great, great tip. And what I love that because I think that we all need the support. And by helping others, I always say that we're actually helping ourselves. Correct. So we're not really helping others. Just by getting out of our own way, doing something great for someone else, we actually get to elevate our own lives. It's so important. And, and we don't have, if we don't have the positive people in our lives, it, we really are taken away from our positive energy and from our light. So we have to keep our light bright. And that takes the support of others. I call it in my book, uh, Find Yourself a Soul Pod. Because yeah. we all work with people and attract people who are on a similar journey. Yes. But if we don't have role models like I did growing up mm -hmm. to know about resilience and passion and purpose and keeping focused. The third tip that I say, and I love this, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of trivia. Do you know where abracadabra comes from, its origins? Mm -hmm. You do? Um, no, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. So most people don't, but if people yeah. do, I'm like, really? You know? That's yeah, so yeah, exciting. Yeah. So abracadabra is, is the holy language of Hebrew, uh -huh. and it means I create as I speak. I love it. I love it. So words have power. So this is tip number three. Mm -hmm. Yes. Watch what you're saying. I love that. Yes. Because if you're going to talk negativity, if you're going to talk about what you don't want, mm -hmm. if you're going to talk victim, that's what you're going to create. Words have power. So I always share this mantra, if you will, that whenever you hear yourself say something negative or you or you think something negative about yourself, or I'm never gonna make it, or this is, this is terrible, or this is, I always superimpose with the thought, I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. I love that. I keep saying that to myself over and over again. Well, you're, you're, you, you should have done this. I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. Because you connect yourself back to your soul, back to your source, which is all love, 
which is all creation, which is all about giving back, which is self-actualization. That's what it's all about. I love that, Anne. And I always say, even in my book, my, one of my favorite quotes is, your, word create your, your words create your world, and your world is created by your words. So it's exactly what you're saying. Our world, words are so powerful. And when I find myself, for myself, when I find myself saying negative things, I say cancel, cancel, and I recreate it. So we always have the power to recreate it. Yes, at every, sing at every single moment. Written into our spiritual DNA is a concept called teshuva. In mm -hmm. the holy language, it means to return. Yes. To return to what? Mm -hmm. To return back to, to the original yeah. version of ourself, yeah. which is pure, which is full of love, yeah. which is full of hope, yes. possibility, I potential. Yes. This is, this is so falling and picking yourself up is part of our reality. Yeah, and in Kabbalah they say perf perfect beings of light, which we are. Pure and perfect beings of light, they say in the Kabbalah Center, which I love. I always, and all about raising our consciousness. Well, the time went by so fast. But is I, it over already? Yes, but I so enjoyed our time together. <laughs> I want to talk to you so much more. I love your wisdom. I love what you have to say. How can people find you? How can they connect with you? Because I know that they want to learn more about you. Uh, very simple. The best way, I'm on all social media, is Anne Shoshana Dector. But if that's a little too hard to find, mm -hmm. they just email me at good to better the number 2020 mm -hmm. at gmail.com and I will be so happy to email anybody who reaches out to me through email the first three chapters of my book. Awesome. And one last thing. How do you say, how can people unleash their greatness? I want to ask you that. What would be your best advice today to tell to somebody, hey, you can unleash your greatness? Okay, so here's the thing. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I am a resilience warrior coach. Fight. Go to war. Uh -huh. Make it happen. Don't sell for anything less. It is a shift you need to make in your mind mm -hmm. that I am worthy, I want to live my potential, and I'm prepared to fight for it. I love that. And I love your quote, um, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Something like that, right? Yep. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. I love that. That all the opportunities are there. They're waiting for us. We just have to take the actions. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing and able to see what's in front of our face. Wonderful advice, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for thank being you. here with me today. Uh, I know people are excited to learn more about you, and um, till next time, I can't wait to connect with you again. Have a beautiful day. Thank Namaste. you, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I've learned so much today. How about you? After speaking with Anne, I know that in the face of crisis, I can pick myself up, dust myself off, and uncover the resilient self that I know is at the core of my being. For some of us, it's time. It's time to reinvent ourselves and rejuvenate. It's time to live the life we've always dreamed of. You got this. Yes, you do. I will be working alongside of you. Speaking of which, I'd love to connect even more with you. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and I want to hear from you. So please reach out to me. This has been another episode of Unleash Your Greatness. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Namaste.